Just what does extra funding for the IRS truly mean? Tune in this episode of Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt. Welcome back to another episode of Tax Justice Warriors, and for this episode, I am digging even further into the discussion of IRS funding, and I am going to turn to the specific provisions within the Inflation Reduction Act, looking at IRS funding, where they received nearly $80 billion, but this is for over a decade. So to start out, that funding starts with taxpayer services, providing taxpayer services, including pre-filing assistance and education, filing and account services, taxpayer advocacy services, and other services, $3,181,500,000. Next, enforcement for necessary expenses to determine and collect owed taxes, to provide legal and litigation support, to conduct criminal investigations, including investigative technology, to provide digital asset monitoring and compliance activities, to enforce criminal statutes related to violations of internal revenue laws and other crimes, to purchase and hire passenger motor vehicles, and other services as authorized, $45,637,400,000. Operations support to support taxpayer services and enforcement programs, including rent payments, facility services, printing, postage, physical security headquarters, and other IRS-wide administration activities, research and statistics of income, telecommunications, information technology development, enhancement, operations, maintenance and security, the hiring of passenger motor vehicles, operations of the Internal Revenue Service Oversight Board and other services, 25326400000 Business systems modernization, including development of callback technology and other technology to provide a more personalized customer service, but not including the operation and maintenance of legacy systems, $4,750,700,000. And then a task force to design an IRS-run free direct e-file tax return system. So within nine months, there will be a report on the cost, including options for differential coverage based on taxpayer-adjusted gross income and return complexity, developing and running a free direct e-file tax return system, including costs to build and administer each release with a focus on multilingual and mobile-friendly features and safeguards for taxpayer data to taxpayer opinions, expectations, and level of trust based on surveys for such a free direct e-file system, and three, the opinions of an independent third party on the overall feasibility, approach, schedule, cost, organizational design, and internal revenue system, internal revenue service capacity to deliver such a direct e-file tax return system, $15 million, 
then Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, so known as TIGTA. So for necessary expenses in carrying out the Inspector General Act of 1978, including purchase and hire of passenger motor vehicles and services authorized, 403 million, Office of Tax Policy, 104,533,803 dollars, the United States Tax Court, 153 million, Treasury Departmental Officers, 50 million, excuse me, Treasury Departmental Offices, to provide for oversight and implementation services for actions by the IRS, $50 million. And then overall, no tax increases on certain taxpayers. So nothing in this section is intended to increase taxes on any taxpayer or small business with a taxable income below $400,000. Further, nothing in that section is intended to increase taxes on any taxpayer not in the top 1%. So overall, I do support the funding for the IRS with regard to running their services that the IRS has been working on through being underfunded for years based on political fighting about whether the IRS should get funded or not. Their staffing has gone down because they have not been able to replace staffing members. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I believe it is 50-some thousand of the 80-some thousand in the IRS that are expected to be at or close to retirement age. So a good amount of the funding over the next decade I'm glad that will go toward, at minimum, keeping the IRS staffed at, at the levels that they are at when people will be retiring. And additionally, there is funding for modernization of its computer systems. So those are quite good things. But one of the pieces that I want to react to is that there is some focus in political circles right now that is, to some degree, using scare tactics with regard to the IRS, which I think is awful and something that should not be done. For example, one senator has been urging that people not respond to any job openings at the IRS, urging people not to apply there. And in general, there there is a lot of focus right now that the IRS is going to audit people. And there's been some misinformation about the 87,000 people who would be hired. And for one thing, that would be 87,000 people hired over a decade, which I would believe that those people would be spread out over the various departments at the IRS and not necessarily in areas such as enforcement. Now, there is also some focus on the IRS agents that would carry guns, and that is only based on a job posting for criminal investigations who are a portion of who there is within the IRS. So these are 
a specific group of people who are doing something akin to dealing with people who are, frankly, criminals, and so these agents need to be armed when looking at whether to arrest someone for taking into a criminal trial eventually, and so those individuals need to be armed, and it is not the full IRS that would be having guns. There is not some massive army that is being built as some of the the language has been putting out there. Okay, I am seeing the number now. 52,000 of the current 83,000 employees are estimated to be past or close to retirement age, and criminal investigations, only about 2,000 are special agents investigating crimes. And some of what I am looking at with the IRS needing to be modernized, I will post a Washington Post article where the Internal Revenue Service offices in Austin, Texas, are using their cafeteria for sorting tax returns that the pictures are just fascinating in this article and looking at how some of the technology dates back to the 1970s. For example, there is one computer that uses Windows XP, the operating system from 2001, that there is so much sorting of paper tax returns, but that there is another program that is working off COBOL, the programming language that dates back decades, or issues like a specific database that does not have storage capacity for more than four dependents. So if there are five or more, then those need to be entered manually. And just where it details the matter of months that can go into the processing processing of a tax return, but that doesn't even detail if there is a problem with the actual tax return. So overall, I want to come back to the notion of, of some of the scare tactics that, for one, I've, I've touched on the reputation of the IRS that I don't think it has helped that in some ways the IRS encourages some of the fear tactics that they want to get some people into compliance through different scare tactics so that they will submit their payments to the IRS. And so I, I definitely think that that is an issue where if politicians are easily able to provide misinformation about the IRS and that the public is easily able to buy into that because of public opinion about the IRS, certainly when it comes to audits and other activities with the IRS. Now, I think another question that I'm going to address is that just what will the IRS spend their money on in who they're going after? 
I think that the IRS is very by the book. They follow the law, and I don't think they will deviate from what I was reading to you in the text of the Inflation Reduction Act, but instead I wanted to also bring up, well, what will be the focus of the different IRS enforcement and collection activities? I think generally quite a bit of it will stay the same, that I don't know that there will be too much of an increase on low and middle income taxpayers. Uh, hopefully there will be an increase on the higher income taxpayers so that everyone is paying their fair share when it comes to taxes. But I truly do not believe that the IRS will deviate from what is listed in the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, do I think everything is always the fairest when it comes to how low-income taxpayers are treated? Well, no. I mean, obviously, then there would be no work for low-income taxpayer clinics in keeping everything fair for, for low-income taxpayers. But I do think that a good amount of the IRS is trying to follow the law that they're trying to. I, I think that the, the broad area of tax, the employees at the IRS are generally running the spectrum from either trying to help taxpayers or trying to support the government that they fall to some degree in that spectrum of, of where they, they fall in the system. So overall, I hope that this helps with some perspective on what the IRS will be doing with their funding, that we should do some fact-checking when we come across any fear-mongering statements about the IRS. I hope overall that the IRS invest wisely and, and spends prudently when it comes to how they have been funded over the next decade. And part of this is that Commissioner Reddig, his term will be ending, I believe it is around November 1st, but he does not have terribly much more time as Commissioner of the IRS. So I hope that the Next commissioner directs the IRS wisely in what happens with their funding and that they, at minimum, become a much more effective internal revenue service. But I hope that they build from where they are in being an underfunded, understaffed, low-resourced organization to one that can excel as they're funded, and build on serving the public into the future. So overall, I am quite optimistic when it comes to this funding. I hope it all goes well, and I hope this is some comfort in what you're listening to, that the IRS should use this funding in building a better service, that they can be more responsive, that they can be better at communicating. And so it 
is my hope that 10 years from now, the IRS will be a robust, well-functioning organization. So I am ending on a positive note, and I hope things are improving for you as well when it comes to your tax services. So thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to discussing more taxes with you in the future. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.